T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They like oh. Carpaccio. Oh. On WGR. I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio 550. All right. We have news on the Bills. Evan asked in the break, are you going to go to that game? And I, I didn't think yes until right now. My fiance just texted me that we're going to London next year. Well, I'm or thinking, this year. I'm thinking about it the way that I did the first time, which was when we went, we went to a Premier League game. Like, go over, yeah, see a Premier League game, see a Bills game. All right. Anyway. I am tech- I am Googling right now how far Anfield, uh, which is Liverpool Stadium, is from, from London. Yeah. Far. England's not that big, it's not though. That, it's not that big. Sal's on the Western Hotline. So anyway, Sal, we got the news. The Bills are uh, heading to London next year. This does not come as a shock, right? We we knew they were probably up soon. It was going to be an AFC-heavy year. This will replace one of their home games. Um, so, yeah, d- nine designated home games, and we just found out the Bills are going to London. So exciting. That's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. And um, there was uh, really a change made a couple of years ago when they went to the 17th game where this was part of the deal where – when the AFC has the extra home game, the international games will basically be AFC home teams. Uh, NFC, same thing when they're the extra home game, except for Jacksonville because they have that deal where they're the home yeah. game. Um, you know, they, they'll have it. So this year, I think all the NFC teams were home teams except for Jacksonville because they have that contract to play over there to play home games. Yep, that's right. All right. The other thing about this that is interesting to me, I mean, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Sal, you could go and watch the Bills. You could also go and see the stadium that the new Bills stadium took an awful lot of influences from, right? So, you know, it's kind of like yes, uh, that's right. not quite taking a tour of the exact stadium, but you'll get a look at a stadium that they went and toured themselves and uh, by all accounts gets tons of great reviews. That's a great point, Jeremy. Um, you know, somewhere along the way that might have been part of the – part of the deal here maybe that's the conversation they had i don't know this but i'm guessing i can see that that could have been a conversation hey you know we have this new stadium coming this has been a, a large part kind of part of our vision what we've you've done here and you know maybe we can get our fans over here to kind of see and envision what it's going to be in 2026 in buffalo i wouldn't be surprised you know if that's the case so we'll see the opponent will be determined generally those london games are played in october i think maybe early november but i think late october mostly um that doesn't mean it has to be that way but generally, that's when they are played. So, yeah, it should be interesting. We were selfishly hoping 
that the Bills would be in Germany if they went over to Europe. Yeah. Here in our household, because my wife's from Germany, obviously. We loved it. And they'd be like, oh, you know, go over there and spend time. And I think they're going to actually be playing in there are a couple different German cities. Um, you know, coming up every year, they're going to have that. But, you know, the NFL is expanding internationally, and there's a, there's a lot more on the table, you know, in the next several years. So the Bills to London next year for a game. They have a game this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, at Highmark Stadium. All right, Sal, so let's get to the injury report. Um, is it a good news Wednesday or a, or a keep an eye out Wednesday? It's a, well, today. Today is Thursday. I mean, like, was, was yesterday. Okay. Sorry, was I'm yesterday. Keep an eye out. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, it's a good news. It's a very good news. But let's, with the caveat that it was only a walkthrough yesterday. Uh, but when we met with Sean McDermott early in the day, he said everybody will be out there in some capacity, which is exactly what happened. Now, that, again, was a walkthrough, but you talk about Dane Jackson, who was injured in the game, limited. Daquan Jones, calf injury limited. Jordan Phillips, who missed the game, limited. And Jordan Poyer, limited. Isaiah McKenzie was a full participant with his hamstring injury, actually. So um, that's good news. Every, I, I think it's, it's great news, but obviously today's the, the bigger day. Gotcha. All right, so today's the bigger day. How about the, the tone of yesterday? We're getting into another week where the Bengals are going to be talking a big game, right? Joe Mixon said, we're the big dog. Joe Burrow said, I never feel like an underdog. And the Bills are going to be, what, keeping it humble and hungry, I guess. So uh, what's, the, what's the general team message heading into this week as they approach, you know, a closer spot to where they wanted to get the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, and this team has had these goals all season long, much like Cincinnati probably has. Um, the general tone, the general vibe around the team yesterday on Zoom calls. Uh, well, it wasn't Zoom. We were there yesterday. I'm sorry, I, th- uh, I thought so, it was gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So no, we here's here's how yesterday went. So everybody knows we had a normal Wednesday for the media, but we just couldn't be inside watching the walkthrough. That's all. But we were there yesterday. We had Sean McDermott, and then we went in yesterday. We talked to players' locker room, had Josh Allen. Um, and it was interesting because Gabe Davis actually said that Von Miller came in and he had a Super Bowl trophy. Now, I'm guessing it's like one of those replicas maybe that players get when they win. And he put it down on the table in the training room, I think it was, and said to the team, you said you'd do anything for this. And Gabe Davis shared that story and the fact that he got a note from his mom about to remember where he came from, remember why he's there, what it's all about, and said that, and, and was funny was afterwards, he was on the jugs machine for like close to an hour after practice, like trying to do whatever he can. He said he just wants to be, he wants his teammates to know that they can trust him and he's going to be there for them. And I think that's the message. I think the message is here is you do whatever you take, whatever it takes. And Josh even talked about, you know, everyone making sure that they, they, you know, it's not selfish in any way, not they would be. But you're doing anything you can to help your teammate win this game because it's all about you know trying to achieve these team goals. Uh, I think Sean McDermott, though, when he spoke to us a little bit early, it was about you know asking about the mistakes and things like that. And he said he trusts his players. Going back to the turnovers last week and the loose balls and things like that, he trusts his players to have to take ownership of it and to correct it. So I think there's a general sense of hey, we need to be buttoned up and tighter and do anything it takes and pay more attention to detail. That's to me that's the biggest message I get from yeah. that. Pay attention to detail because this is why, you know, th- this is where it matters and we have to be better than we were and 
we can't let any single thing go by us this week. Which That's, would, I think, the message. Which would match up with what a lot of the fans said. I mean, I, I know fans kind of bicker, right. bickered a bit this year, this week, about, hey, you're probably going to have to be better than that. The team feels the same. I agree. Um, you know, I don't think it wasn't like... Yeah, I, well, Sean did say, you know, that's not winning football or something like that. It, you know, it's something along those lines. You know, he didn't come out and say, like, you know, if we play like that, the Bengals will beat us. But I think that's the message. Hey, you know, we, we didn't play our best football. We gave the ball away. We made mistakes. You know, now we can't do that again. Every time you go in, up in this in this round, in this level of competition, the stakes are higher. The teams are better, basically, you know, based on getting to this point. So it's, for sure, that's the message. And it's got to be come to fruition if they're going to win. <clears throat> they can't. They can't do what they did last week, guys. They can't turn the ball over and give Joe Burrow in that offense starting field position at their at their own forty four yard line in the first half, yeah. right? I mean, we know that um, the Bills have to be better than they were last week. But I would say the 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 Cincinnati Bengals are probably saying the exact same thing this week. Is the Bengals being disrespected by the AFC Championship ticket sales the most annoying thing of the week to you they're also, sell, Sal? Oh, sell, my gosh. They're selling tickets at their own stadium, right, That's too. the other thing, too. Yeah. Like they, well, you can buy... I, I think they are, right? It says verified resale, so I don't really know what that means, I guess. Season ticket Because I went to their website this morning. I was just on it. In fact, I have still have the page open. And if I go to schedule, I see wild card last week. I see divisional with tickets. I don't see AFC Championship game for tickets, but I don't know if that means you can't buy them from right. their own website. But your point is right, right? Which is, come on, man. Like, but hey, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you anything you can to get an edge to make you feel like you have to have yeah. some sort of you know motivation, disrespect, whatever. If that's what you need as a player, then by all means, right? I mean, I would say I would turn around and say the week leading up to that game. They basically, what Joe Mixon himself said, the Bills linebackers aren't the Ravens. And then Matt mm-hmm. Milano went out there and got a first-team All-Pro just like Roquan Smith did to the Ravens. I would say that's motivation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so whatever you find, that's fine. And whatever you need, that's cool. And go right ahead. If that's what they feel about that, then they're going to have that in their mind. And, you know, if the roles are reversed, I'm sure Bills players would kind of feel the same if they have to but yes to, to me it's kind of annoying because it's obviously not the players who are saying hey go buy your championship tickets right. it's the nfl and the bills doing the proper business they need to do it's just planning ahead <laughs> it's, it's just, all it is you know yes that's it's, exactly it's, it's right. wild so with regard to the matchup i mentioned something to joe yesterday that you know, kind of an extended look from that first game. You know, Sean McDermott, sometimes they line up and they see what the offense wants to do, and then he calls a timeout because he sees what they want to do. What about that for they played eight minutes of a game? Was there anything that you think this team, these teams, can get from each other from the very limited time we saw them on the Monday night game? Did they get a look into what Cincinnati might want to do and vice versa? You, you know, you mentioned Ken Dorsey, what they were able to do and maybe not use against Cincinnati the first time around. It's a great question. We've asked Sean this. I think they've been asked this. Players have been asked this. Um, I've wondered about this a lot. And sure, I think that you can gain a little bit because it's not like they're having two extra weeks to prepare here. They had a game. In between these two teams playing, they each had games. They didn't have weeks off. They couldn't like change a whole bunch of stuff. I think that the week leading up to the Bengals game, for them preparing for the Bills, the Bills preparing for them, that was their them putting in what probably will be still a lot of the basis of their game plan, and then they're going to have to tweak. But part of that tweak has to come from what their teams look like now, and I think that has a lot to do with their offensive line and them being banged up. So 
whatever that game plan was, you'll probably get a good look at and think, okay, this is what they think they can do against us. But I think the Bengals are going to have to change up more than the Bills are in that regard because the Bengals have that offensive line issue. From the Bills' standpoint, I think they had one drive, remember, on offense. So if you're looking from the offensive side, they probably feel like you know they moved the ball very well. They didn't score. Okay, what did we do? Okay, and the Bengals are going to say, hey, that's how they wanted to attack us. They'll probably try to do the same thing here. So I do think you can get something from that. Yes, I do. Um, I just think that both teams are going to have to figure out and find new wrinkles because they both know that. And I think for the Bengals especially, they'll probably have to change a little bit more and because of the offensive line situation. I just don't think they're going to each team is going to have a completely totally separate game plan. Like, you know, completely opposite or whatever what they were mm-hmm. thinking of because again, they didn't have all this time to re-prepare for each other. They're probably going back on their notes and what they saw, what they were preparing for a couple of weeks ago and then they're just going to kind of tweak from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would think there are some things that they will change, you know, but not like the whole concept of their defense. Like, the, I don't think right. the Bills, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday in the Extra Point Show, that Baltimore kind of put out the blueprint a little bit on, like, how they defend Cincinnati with getting pressure with four and playing physical man coverage at the line of scrimmage. And the Bills, I, that doesn't mean they can't have a successful game plan against the Bengals, but... If you watch what they what Baltimore's done the last two weeks, like I, I just don't think the Bills go say, okay, let's do something completely different than we're accustomed to, just because Baltimore did it well. Agre- agreed. Um, although I think the Bills have played a little more man to man this year, and I do think Kyrie Elam is more suited for that. Yep. And if you're gonna, and he's been playing better, so I think that's an interesting part of it. But speaking of the secondary, one thing the Bengals certainly did was attack Tre'Davious White. In that first contest, they went deep on him first play. They scored the touchdown on him. Over the last couple of weeks since that game, I think Tredavious White has played better. He's played his best football this year over the last couple of weeks. I wonder if the Bengals feel that's still the situation they want to be in, that they want to go after him. Um, that's going to be interesting. So I wonder how that all shakes out. Um, that Remember, the Bills in the first drive also lost Taron Johnson. Before DeMar Hamlin went down, Taron Johnson got hurt. That might have changed up some things. And again, very, very limited sample size. But there's probably some things here that each team is going to have to take into account about how each team is. And the, the Bills will have to adjust to what the Bengals' offensive line is like. So, you know, I think that in that game, you saw them go deep on the first play. You saw, you know, Burrow was, uh, he hit the, the pass to Tyler Boyd. The Bengals generally are a quick passing team. I think they're going to have to be even more so in this game. And I bet you the Bills are going to think that, too, because how many five-step drops do you want to have Joe Burrow taking with that offensive line having to hold up, right? It's probably got to be three steps and out, three steps and out. That's going to be probably a big part of their game, and I think the Bills are going to have to know that, knowing that the offensive line is banked up on their side. Sal Capaccio joining us on the West Her Hotline. As we gear up for the big matchup, Sal, I mean, it's it's a lot of trenches, it's a lot of defensive backfield against receivers, Allen and Burrow, though, right? Those are the big names on the marquee. And for Josh Allen, you know, like this is – I wonder about him. He had his first – maybe this is part of the the conversation this week – like his first non-perfect playoff game in a couple years. Mm -hmm. So that might be it, too. Like we've been waiting to see playoff Allen, and he was dynamic, of course, against Miami. His level of dialing it in, to me, it, it remains one of the most interesting conversations about him, right? That he shoulders a lot of what happens with this team, and if they fall short, he'll shoulder probably more blame than he deserves, and you know that's what they say about the quarterback position, too much credit, too much blame. 
when it comes to to him, this, do you get the sense that he thinks? I mean, he's so young. I don't want to say legacy, but his motivation about being the best or one of the best or winning Super Bowls. You know, when it comes down to these moments, I feel like these guys have to think about it. Burrow's got to be thinking about it. He was in the Super Bowl last year. And I just wonder what that does for Allen's mindset and his preparation in these big moments. I think any high-level competitor thinks this way, really. Anybody in that position who's the, the quarterback, you know, goaltender, whatever, somebody who's in that focus position gets in these situations. Anybody who's reached the highest of levels and is considered the best in their sport, the best in the world, really, among them, I think you, you don't get there without thinking that way to be honest. And then as you get there, I think that that creeps in at some point, but I don't, I also don't think like it's necessarily consuming you through the week, through practice or even in the game. But I think that overall you have to have, that's, that's an intrinsic motivation. You know that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like you think about it guys and talking with somebody about this the other day, like winning a Super Bowl will change your life for these guys. I don't care if you're Josh Allen or somebody on the, you know, a, a linebacker, you know, who doesn't play much. It, Winning a Super Bowl changes everything about your legacy, your life, everything that's written about you. It's Now it's Super Bowl champion, this person, right? I mean, it really does. I think it weighs on everybody in that way, but especially when you're the front-facing person of the franchise, um, when you're the quarterback, it absolutely flips what your legacy can be to what it is forever and ever. I mean, we have countless examples of this. Um, you know, Tom Brady wins Super Bowls early in his career. For the, he's a made man the rest of his career, no matter what happens. Right? John Elway did not win, just like Jim didn't win one and Dan didn't win one. All that whole '83 class. Finally, Elway won one at the end of his career, and he that that's what you think about. He won that. So wh- whether whenever it comes, but you get one early in your career, you're you're made. And yes, I think that that is something that alleviates a lot of the pressure and the talk and the things that you work for your whole life. Yes, you want more. There's no doubt. You're always hungry for more. Everybody will say that. You win one. It just makes you want another one. But you got to get that first one because there's never a guarantee you'll even get back. Dan Marino, much like Joe Burrow, and we don't know what Joe Burrow is going to do in the future. Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl in his second year in the league. I, I think he's still maybe he's arguably the greatest passer of all time. He never went to another one ever in his whole career. Right? I mean, you just don't know when you're going to get there. And then Keyshawn Johnson said something really interesting yesterday. I was watching. If you guys saw this, he said, you know, a lot of quarterbacks face pressure, right? We know that. Who's under the most pressure in the playoff round? Who's this and that? And a lot of that times that's internal pressure. If this guy doesn't win, you know, what are we going to do? Where can he take us? He said Josh Allen is facing a ton of pressure, but he said the pressure he thinks Josh Allen's under is the weight of this city. And that's really something to think about after everything we've been through here and everything he has. And I'm not putting that on Josh. What I'm saying is, I wonder if Josh feels that. I wonder if he feels that weight of I, I have this, this this weight of everything that's kind of gone on, and you know he has to be Superman because of what this city needs for this team to win. I thought it was just super interesting when Keyshawn talked about that. Yeah, there's there's definitely different weights with fan bases. Anybody, I mean, that's played. I mean, I'm thinking about Craig Rave talking about playing in Montreal versus playing right. somewhere else. Like it's just. Different cities, it's going to be it's going to be different. Trevor Lawrence plays in Jacksonville. You know, it's not quite the same as it might be in some other spots. So, uh, as we head to the weekend, we also know that Ken Dorsey will interview for the Carolina job on Saturday, the day before. And strikes me, wasn't it the Bills' proposal 
to move these interviews to after the postseason? That was a couple of years ago. Um, that was when Dable didn't get the job, uh, again, uh, when he didn't get hired by the Chargers after the Bills had beaten the Ravens, so they extended, so the Chargers hired him. And then, and that was not passed, but there was a rule passed last year, and I have to go back and remember. I don't know what the exact thing is now as far as when it can happen. I don't know. I think they did tweak it in some way, and there were some dates that were massaged there. But yes, the Bills originally did propose that, and I think... It might have not even been interviews. It might have been hiring, to be honest with you. Right, right. I have to go back and look. But yes, mm-hmm. the Bills did. The Bills did propose something, and that was on the heels of Dable not getting the Chargers job. You think about that, guys. After everything that happened with the Chargers this year, the Chargers passed up Brian Dable in large part because the Bills won a game and they didn't want to wait a week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they they wanted and they hired Brian and it's Brandon Staley instead. And the Bills made this suggestion probably for their own candidate and. You know, it, it's the kind of thing that I, th- I think that suggestion sale it makes a lot of sense to me, and could help everybody involved, including teams find the best candidates. But you bring up a lot. The problem you run into is assistance, and these guys mm-hmm. want to scoop up the best assistance that they possibly can. So, um, not to say Ken Dorsey is going to take the job on Saturday, but to interview the day before a game, Dable would have done that, right? Over the course of the playoffs, he interviewed with other teams before a game. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it, it's it'll be a Zoom interview, I think. You know, it's not like he's flying down there the night before the game. I think that's a Zoom interview is how they'll do that. Um, and it's always a tricky situation. You, I don't know what the right answer is here. I, I've thought about it a lot because you put yourself in their positions as well. The teams do want to move on and, and have an idea of what they want, and guys need to start formulating staffs. So it's easy to say, well, they should always always wait till after the Super Bowl. Well, you know, the teams that aren't in the playoffs need to start figuring out what they're doing for the offseason, right? And then, mm-hmm. so I, I do think it's a tricky situation. It's never one that kind of feels good when you're the team that has a guy interviewing the day before a game, a big game. I get that. Um, but he's not the first guy, and it's up to him to manage it right and do it right. And, you know, I, I think that hopefully, you know, Ken Dorsey will be able to balance that time correctly. He spoke about yeah. that a little bit this week and, you know, how important that is to make sure he said is, you know, to have that focus on the Buffalo Bills this week, although knowing that this is coming up. I wouldn't bet on him to get that job, but I also don't want to think it's impossible. Like, guys are pulling out. There aren't that many candidates. Right? Like, Ben Johnson of the Lions pulled out. Jim Harbaugh pulled out. So, again, I wouldn't bet on him at this point, but if he were to get that job sale, are, is it is it easy? Is it Joe Brady the next man in line that the Bills would want? Just in-house, if they're going to do that as their next offensive coordinator? Or, I don't know, is there another assistant that you might be thinking about for this? Um, if the if, – are you saying if, uh, if Dorsey, Dorsey were to get a job somewhere? If Dorsey, yeah. does if Dorsey were to job, leave, yeah. I, do think, I do think the Bills have set themselves up to have a very good in-house candidate in Joe Brady because he would know the system already. And I think that we've already seen that they don't want to change that too much and you kind of have a seamless transition for Josh. However, I would also say you got to look at the board. You got to see who's out there, right? I mean, all these things, there's a lot of coaching changes. There's a lot of guys still actually losing their jobs now. So you never yeah. know who's going to be out there where you have, it would be a disservice to your own team to say, we're just going to hire in house and not even look at anybody. But yes, I do think that he would probably have, I guess, the first crack at it, so to speak, since he would have been here on a team that averaged over 28 points a game, just like Ken Dorsey. 803-0550 to join us if you want. Sal, thanks for the time. When we get back, Joe and I are going to pick which game we're going to send to London. We know the nine home opponents. Love it. 
We know it can't be Jacksonville because Jacksonville's already playing a game over there. They're not going to play two. Right. Um, the Chiefs are already playing a game in Germany. They have right? announced the other. Yeah, they've announced the other teams that are going too. So we'll get we'll get you those in the update. Oh, they have. Yes, All right, I got to look at that. I've been on with you guys. I'll, I'll That's right good. Now. I'll say right now. Go. Kansas City's going. Tennessee is going, and New England is going. These yeah. are the, those are the AFC teams that are hosting. New England and Kansas City and Germany. Tennessee is listed also at Tottenham. There you go. And then Jacksonville at Wembley. Okay. That almost makes it sound like all of those those are those aren't just the opponents. Those are all home teams. Those are all the five hosts. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they so that means so so you have two teams on that list. You know it can't be for the Bills. New England and Jacksonville. Yep. Because the team uh, is, three actually Kansas City. Can, Kansas City. Well, that's an away. game. Oh well, it's not a home game anyway next year for the Bills. I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. it's not a home game anyway. But it won't. But the Bills aren't going there to play them. That means the Bills will go to Arrowhead next year, I guess, right? That's right. That's right. There's well, no way. There's no again. way. Again. They, 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 yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't. They don't move. Teams have not played two games in London. So take every team correct that, that's on your schedule, home and away. If they're going over there, you're not playing any one of those teams. Well, that's that's a better way to say it. Thank okay. you. Yes. All right. Thanks, Sal. All right, guys. Um, what do we What do we got today? Uh, we have practice at twelve thirty. So everybody knows Joe and I have the extra point show ten to twelve, obviously. Uh, and then practice at twelve thirty. It's a normal practice for the Bills today. And we'll stay on top of injuries and any other updates for you. And Ryan Miller night as well. Ryan Miller night. That's exactly right. And we'll we'll talk. Uh, we have Paul on today as well. We'll kind of get everybody set, settled for that too. Very good. Thanks, Al. Okay. All right. When we get back, we're gonna send a game to London. We're gonna pick. Who don't we want to come to Highmark Stadium? And I also have a note about when in the year the game is likely to be because that matters to us, right? How nice will it be? We'll get to that as well. Bills announced they're going to London next season to host a game, one of the teams in the AFC that will be hosting with Tennessee, Kansas City, New England, and, of course, Jacksonville does every year. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.